is Sam Vaughn for Mental Health Day. We're going to discuss clinically depression. Today's date is Wednesday, December 15th, 2020. Clinically depressed. Some symptoms you may have. Feeling of sadness and emptiness. Angry outbursts, irritability, frustration, even over the small stuff. Sleeping too much or too little. Insomnia. Loss of interest, pleasure, sports, hobbies, sexual interests, reduced appetite or increased appetite, restlessness, feeling of worthlessness, guilt, fixating, on past failure, self-blame, trouble thinking, making decisions, remembering things, frequent or recurrent thoughts, death, suicidal thoughts, suicide attempts, or unexplained suicides or unexplained physical problems back pain headache this is according to the mayo clinic fatigue loss of energy impaired concentration indecisive on decisions insomnia or hyperinsomnia excessive sleeping almost every day markedly <clears throat> diminished Interest or pleasure in almost every day called incoherent. The symptoms that may can indicate by reports from significant others. Reoccurring thoughts, death or suicide, weight loss or significant gain, more than 5% of weight in a month. About 20% of People have major depressive disorder at some point in their life, frequently undiagnosed. Almost twice of the women have this problem, but it does not mean that men do not have this problem, especially other stuff attached with this problem. This is according to the WebDMD. What is Substance Abuse? A booklet for families, created for family members with alcohol or drug problems, answered questions about substance abuse and symptoms of different type of treatments. In recovery, address concerns of child parents with substance use abuse. Alcohol drug addiction happens in the family. Describe how alcohol addiction affects whole family Explain how the substance abuse treatment works, how family attentions can be the first step, recovery, and how to help the children and family affected by alcohol or dr- and drugs. Assure the teens, parents who abuse alcohol or drugs, it's not their fault and that they are not alone. Encourage the teens to seek emotional support from others. Adult, school, counselor, and support groups. Adolent teens and provide a resource list. Provide information about alcohol, drugs, addiction to children whose parents and friends parents might have substance abuse problems. Advise the kids to take care of themselves. Communicating about their problems. Joining support groups such as a place to share. After an attempt for taking care of your family members after treatment, family members coping, aftermath, 
relative suicide attempts. Describe emergencies, departments, process quickly, list questions, ask about follow-up treatment. Describe how to reduce risk safety at home. Family therapy, explore the role of for mental illness, substance abuse, explain how family sessions are run down and conducts them who describes a typical session and provide information its effectiveness in recovery. This is according to smash.org. National Helpline 1-800-662-HELP or 537-TREATMENT National Helpline. It certainly helps to have health insurance. Yes, in my opinion, everyone should be have health insurance. It should be a right. This site says they will provide you with whether you have health insurance or not. They have places that can be provided without health insurance. Behavior health helping mental illness or substance disorder. For example, counseling or specialized psychotherapies, which talk therapies, seek to change behaviors, thoughts, emotions, uh, and how people see, understand situations, medications for mental and substance use disorders, provide significant relief for many and help manage symptoms to the point people can use other strategies. For many people, the most effective combination and medication counseling no single treatment is the best. Also, support groups. NAMI KC has a support group, and all over the world, NAMI and those share their mental health problems. Now, there are also outpatient facilities, inpatient facilities, Cottonwood, Shawnee Mission, Research, St. Luke's. And let me tell you about my story as far as really being clinically depressed. I was clinically depressed for th about three and a half years. I would go in and out of hospitals for months. The amount of time for those three years. I would spend the next three years in a hospital, inpatient and outpatient. I would spend about 30 weeks in the hospital and also four weeks looking for long-term care. I also had another attached problem which is schizoaffective disorder. Many other problems at this time or here and there. We can talk about those many other problems at a different day and also get to schizoaffective, which will be one of my last podcasts. What did I do to take control of the problem? What did I start to do? I took medication daily. I worked out and did many meditations and also took my meds and did and got on a consistent sleep schedule. I also lost interest in sports. Did not give a rip about sports, which knowing me today is, would have been a big lifestyle and change and would be able to know that I'm depressed, losing interest in sports. Out every day, told myself that while maybe long term, I do accept the voices are going to be there. When I was in Boston accepting the problem, I saw major improvements during this time. I accepted what was going on right now, medication, 
I may have to get control. I also got the right medic on the right medication, which is what every patient needs. It takes plenty of patience. Also accepting the voices and here and there, and they're going to be there the rest of the life. Sometimes they're going to be there more. Sometimes they're going to be there less. Sometimes there are going to be voices more than other times. And then I saw even more leaps. And, I don't, and it's almost a year later. I continue to see major improvements. Many people that I've known for a long time saying I'm more of a clear thinker than I've ever been. One thing that is good is I can tell when it's happening. I can tell when it starts. You also need to practice when you are not feeling good or feeling good. It's not a matter of when you're feeling good or feeling bad. That's something that I notice. Make sure that you're wearing your mask to make people feel comfortable and also make people feel that aren't comfortable. The COVID is especially making people sad. If you're not doing your job by wearing the mask, it will take a, it will take more of a person, more of the people being sad. But that's just my depression. I am not my depression, but it is a part of me and it has been for the last nine years, nearly half of my lifetime. It is my illness and it's as real and painful as any physical illness. The brain is an organ just like anything else. If you leave anxiety or depression without treatment, just like if you leave any physical disorder like cholesterol or diabetes, it doesn't just go away on its own. And just as people die as a result of untreated physical illnesses, people also die as a result of untreated Thank you and have a good afternoon. We'll talk soon. This is Sam Vaughn for Sam's Mental Health Day.